Welcome to Unstoppable Consciousness. My name is Lisa Lajwa and I am your host. And today I have one of the my most favorite people in the planet on the show, Susan Hobson. Hello, girl. Woohoo! I'm so, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to share about your brilliance and I just adore you and love you as you know, and I can't wait to help. Uh-huh. To, to walk down this journey with you so we can help as many people as possible learn about their own ability to be unstoppable and to rise into that person that they are really meant to be. So oh, yeah. you are a high performance leadership coach, which is mm-hmm. super exciting. One of my favorite things about you is that you are a professional hockey player that played in the women's NHL. Everybody sit back. Did you hear what I just said? Audience, <laughs> you hear what I just said? You are going to listen to a professional women's hockey player, ladies. So can we start there? How did that happen, woman? Like, honestly, how did that happen? Tell me about that. I think uh, to tell you about how that happened, I'll tell you about sort of where that kind of story began, if that's okay. <laughs> I would course. Uh, yeah, I, I, as you know, was a little girl growing up in Mississauga, Ontario uh, in the 80s. Uh, my older brother played hockey, and so of course I decided that I had to play too. And it was the 80s, so we weren't even in the Olympics yet. So when I started playing hockey, I immediately started, you know, dreaming about playing in the NHL, like like my brother <laughs> talked about. Of course you um, did. My, my dream was I was going to grow up and play in the NHL for the Boston Bruins. And then, you know me, I'm an extrovert. So I went to school and I was telling all my classmates about it. And it uh, didn't take long before I started getting all that kind of external feedback from my world telling me that as a, a chick, I probably wasn't going to grow up and make millions playing in the, N- the NHL. So I, uh, fortunately for me, I was able to pivot my sights onto just, you know, getting the best education that I could out of my hockey because at that time in the 80s that was starting to happen you know girls were getting recruited from Canada down to these fancy schools in the United States who had you know these big scholarships to offer Mm -hmm. and and let's be honest that's our export up here especially in the 80s it's hockey hockey players so exactly yeah so so that's sort of what set my my sights in that direction uh i was very fortunate you know my story i went down at 13 to boarding school in new hampshire on a full hockey scholarship and was fortunate enough to get recruited out of there to go to princeton university where i played for four years and then yeah after that point uh i wasn't ready to hang the skates up yet because i actually had had a bad injury at the very tail end of my senior year at princeton Mm -hmm. and i decided i wasn't going down like that that wasn't the note that i wanted to finish on right and it was right about the time when the wnhl was launching I came out of Princeton and I came back to Toronto and uh, was lucky enough to be one of the two rookies that was asked to, to join the Toronto team, uh, which was very fortunate for me. They didn't even have tryouts, but uh, so yeah, I, I ended up manifesting. <laughs> it was slightly different than I, my eight-year-old self probably envisioned, but at the same time, it was a real pinnacle thing for me to, to end my career on that kind of a high note. I mean, I was, I was lucky enough to be a part of, we won that year, I played for Toronto my first year in the league. Uh, we won the national championships. And, oh yeah. 
Yeah, and it was the year that the Stanley Cup was on strike, or the or the NHL was on strike, so they actually brought the Stanley Cup to our championship game. Yes, uh, I remember. I know. So yeah, it's it's it's, it's an interesting. It's this interesting path, the way that it all played out. So now I can actually say that I did play in the NHL. That's incredible. That's incredible. So I know that everybody's wondering what position you played. So I want you to tell us. Uh, I was center for the most part. I played a little bit of wing too. Nice. They're really I, I nice. Liked, I like taking the face-offs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what was I like it being like? in the action. Right? And what was it like for you to be in that experience as a woman, as a female, with all the bumps and the, the things that you must have had to go through in that industry? I want to talk about that because I know a little bit about you've shared with me mm -hmm. some of the things that you that shaped what you do today and that shaped mm -hmm. you as a person. Because I think, you know, we've talked about this a lot. It's like high performing people. It's can, it, I think it can be something you learn, but a lot of the time it's just inside. It's just like something that's innately inside of a person, right? So for mm -hmm. you to want to accomplish that experience and to make mm -hmm. it happen and to go through the bumps and bruises on the ice and then off the ice, mm -hmm. I think it's important people realize that it sounds really good, but I'm sure there was some really important challenges that you persevered that led you to what you're doing today. And I want to just mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that. Right? Yeah, I think first and foremost, it's very empowering to, to, to play any sport for a female, I think is extremely beneficial. Yeah, uh, I say that as a mother of an eight-year-old girl myself. Uh, she didn't choose hockey, she chose soccer, but still it's just such a wonderful way to acquire life skills, I yeah. think. Uh, to develop resiliency yes. and mental toughness. Yes. And all, all, all those lessons are sort of buried in, in sports, in the context of sports. And so that was uh, a, a lot of what was valuable for me. Uh, first and foremost, the opportunity to just get recruited and, and, and offered money to go play hockey for, for, for us girls is like, that's, that's a pretty amazing thing, right? Because again, yeah. our professional sports are not as lucrative as our male counterparts. So mm -hmm. that's a very empowering thing, right? To be able to open up that sort of a, a life path for yourself through the context of sports. But uh, I think, yeah, just even competing at that sort of high level right where it's like it's a uh, high pressure high stakes uh situations and having to get on the ice and 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 compete you know on big stages mm -hmm. uh it just it, it it basically taught me a lot about myself like what i want to know the wets i want the juice that's incredible for sure because i yeah. i'm i love sports as well and i think i know you do you know it's so important that as women we share that it's really important that you learn to compete and be a comrade mm -hmm. and be all the things that being mm -hmm. in a sport will give you learning to persevere obstacles overcoming your own internal obstacles and external obstacles learning to find ways to succeed in pressure situations like no matter what mm -hmm. the sport is you know what i mean mm -hmm. I mean, at your level, that's a strong level of hockey. You know what I mean? And I know that it was, you, you guys weren't, you were a physical in the sport, right? So it wasn't yeah. like, because I contact people don't understand, like this was a physical, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's yeah. not just, they just hang out. There's like everything that went along with it. So it's a lot to overcome, you know, like I know mm. I'm going to share a little bit because I think it's cool. Mm -hmm. The only way that I can understand what you went through is I, I'm a racquetball player and mm -hmm. in playing racquetball in my gym, I'm the only woman. Cause I really understand men. Like I have a real mm -hmm. acceptance for how they are. And you know, I'm the only woman who survived. <laughs> <laughs> Love. 
I was the only woman playing with like yeah. 70 guys of racquetball and I did that for a long time. And the, the feeling you have to get into inside to accomplish is so deep. Mm -hmm. You really have to like know what you can do, know who you are. And then something, there's a click that happens when you're competing against that kind of level. For me, mm -hmm. it was a level of dealing with this testosterone and guys like there's four of us in a court and me, and they're all six foot two. And I'm like trying to mm -hmm. figure out how to win the point, you know? Mm -hmm. So what did you, like, what are some of the takeaways for you that developed inside from that experience? Well, it's, it's interesting, you know, like when I really get, jump in my time machine and shuttle back uh, mm -hmm. and, and really think, you know, and, and look in the rear view mirror. I started on that journey of wanting to compete because yeah, I just, I, as eight year olds, like Brooklyn would say, you know, they, you just want to be your best when you get into competition. That's kind of what it's all about. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then interestingly enough, in, in the sport, you start to be conditioned into certain beliefs and certain strategies in terms of how you can get to being the best. Mm -hmm. And so early on in sports, you know, there's, there's a lot of positive reinforcement when you're on the ice and you're scoring the points and you're a contributing member and all of that's very, very, very uh, important, especially when you're trying to get recruited and you're trying to go somewhere with your sport. So I think at first, uh, I, I picked up a lot of externally motivated strategies, right? Like I really, I, I thought to be the best that it meant that I had to be on the ice scoring all the goal and being the contributing member, which was great while, whilst I was still kind of early on in my career. Right. And that was, that was easy for me to do because I had some talent then, then obviously those strategies were working. But uh, the most valuable thing that I think that I got out of that whole experience, especially once I got recruited to one of the top NCAA um, programs for women's hockey um, in the world, was that you know when you get into really high pressure, highly competitive environments, those externally motivated strategies don't work anymore. Uh -huh. as you're no longer always on the ice, always the one scoring the goals, you know, it's, it's a lot of times when you get to that level of competition, you really got to earn your spot. So you spent a lot of time on the bench and it's interesting for me because that was really the moment where I got exposed to the whole importance of and power of this whole mindset thing that I teach yes. now today. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like my, my freshman year, I, I kind of describe that as like this incredible brick wall moment where I, you know, kind of went overnight from being the big fish in the small pond to the little minnow in the ocean. Like that's how it felt. Cause Princeton's such yeah. a highly competitive, not only uh, athletically, but academically in the classroom as well. And right. so clearly you start out there kind of at the bottom of the pack. Yeah. And so that, that was a fascinating moment. Like when, the more I think about it and look back on it, um, you know, I was taught that I had to go outside myself to get what I needed to feel inside of myself, to be in that yeah. kind of that peak state of confidence and motivation and, and focus. Mm -hmm. And here I was riding pine my freshman year with slivers at my butt. And I just had no clue how I was going to do that. Right on. Yeah. And that's, that's why I call that a brick wall moment. Lise, you've heard me talk about this. Oh, yeah. like it, it sent me into such a tailspin it, and, mm. and had such a crisis of self um, because, you know, all those externally motivated strategies all of a sudden, they weren't going to work for me. So 
that was that uh, it was around that time where I got exposed to the fact that people in really high levels of competition, like mm-hmm. I always knew as an athlete, I had to get in the gym and train. I had to get on the ice and skate hard, you know, like I had, I had to train my yeah. body, but this is the first time in my life where I actually learned that these types of high performers actually spend that much time in the mental gym too. Like doing, that, doing, yes. that, doing that brain training. Like I had no exposure to this coming up the ranks uh, of hockey. Uh, I didn't know that performance was 90% mental and I'd never really done anything about that. So incredible. Eh? Isn't it incredible? That must've been like just a huge aha and freak out. Like, wow, how vulnerable you must've experienced that. Yeah. I mean, I you was, know? It was incredibly vulnerable. I remember being on the payphone, like crying to my mom in my dorm, like, "Mom, I'm an imposter. I can't compete with these these uh, these people. They're this they're way smarter than me, and they're way better than me in hockey." And like, I I had my finger this close to the eject button because I was in a tailspin and I didn't know how to compete without confidence and motivation. Yeah. And without the ease of being the all-star, right? Like, cause yeah. you, you know, that's a comfort zone. And when you're not challenged and then you're challenged in such an enormous way, I mean, that's just a totally vulnerable state to overcome. You know what I mean? So I want to know what you did. Like, I know this is like the reason I'm talking, I want to talk about it so much because this is the birth of who you are now. This is so much about how you took control of your life and who you are today and what you do for all the people that you serve, which to me is like, you know, we've done work together. I, you blow me away with some of the stuff you've taught me and that I've gone through your, your willingness to grow and be in that place of vulnerability and just try to find the strategy through Mm -hmm. is like just second to none. It's, it's a gift and a talent to have that because this is what I think people are missing. They think competition is always about like some kind of force. And sometimes it's not, it's about some kind of shift an awareness. I like, a recognition there's a there's a hole right there and if i go through i'm going to find a treasure and that treasure is going to be my my saving grace that part mm. inside of me somewhere um i want to know like what did you find inside through that journey i love there was a lot of challenges and i know you went through a lot but what did you find about yourself that you know has made you the person you are today i think the biggest gift and i i, I don't use that word lightly i know it was like the most adverse experience of my life when I when I hit the brick wall you know my freshman year I, I was like getting C's and D's for the first time in my life like I was a straight A student I got recruited to an Ivy League school I was like not getting any ice time and then my father was suddenly diagnosed with cancer like boom 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 all in my first wow. year <laughs> and it was wow. my dream to go to Princeton like that's the backstory here it was my dad's dream it was my dream and so here I am having this pinnacle moment and all of that rug kind of was taken away from underneath my feet. And I think the biggest, biggest, biggest opportunity that was really disguised in that adversity was that it really forced me to have to go inward and really start to identify what kind of broken strategies I was running on. Amazing. Because high achievers, there's a difference between a high achiever and a high performer in my books. High achievers, whilst they're able to have, you know, success in their career and success financially, and they've achieved a lot, they're running on deficit strategies. And what that means is that they're actually hardwired to believe that they have to go outside of themselves to get what they need to feel inside of themselves so that they can achieve. And that, that's completely unsustainable. Yeah. Um, 
Whereas a high performer, it's all about sustainability. It's mm -hmm. about being able to realize your peak potential no matter where you are, when it is, like, it's just, it's all about being able to do that sustainably because your, your strategies are intrinsically based. And that's the, 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 the real gift that was buried in this experience for me yeah. is that I was, I was taught to look inward for the very first time. And I was able to figure out where those resources lay inside of me so that I could turn my confidence and my motivation back on like a switch. And, yeah. and I just think, you know, it's just, it is, it's the biggest gift uh, that I've ever received because ever since that point, it's just been massive acceleration of my growth and, and realizing my potential, which as it turns out was what my eight-year-old self meant when she woke up and said, I want to be the best. I want to play in the NHL. It's just what I learned to believe <laughs> that that actually meant, right? Because whereas, yeah. before, whereas when I was growing up, I was taught to believe that being the best meant be, being better than everybody else, being better than my opponents and my, my teammates and my classes. And everybody, yeah. yeah. It was like, yeah. that's kind of messed up thinking, like to be teaching kids especially, right? Is that you need mm -hmm. to be better, better than or else you're not good enough. So yeah. I, the biggest turnaround you know, in that brick wall experience for me was to redefine success to be back in alignment with what my unconditioned self, my eight-year-old self meant when she said that. And what that means is I just want to be my best. I want to realize my fullest potential. I want to see what I'm made of. I want to celebrate what I got. Yeah. And ever since that, that turned around for me, like it just, it was, it was the greatest sense of freedom and autonomy and empowerment because I, Incredible. you know what I mean? I learned to be able to trust that that was all inside of me. Yeah. And it's, it's like a truth switch, you know, it just, it switched gears completely to say, wow. So that's my, that is my map. That's mm -hmm. the road I need to follow. There was something already in me that was there present, ready to be mm -hmm. taught to just help me understand. Like, yeah, it's about me with yeah. me. It's not about like other people. It's about me with that's me. it right there. It's, you know, it's I, competing with yourself. Exactly. Because I think that's a difference too, in the conversation, uh, you know, about high achievement. Achievement is an activity that leads to a result. Mm -hmm. High performance is like a, an activity that leads to a reward of self that mm -hmm. is consistent and continues. It's, there's never a stopping point. There's no, you don't, there's no landing point. You know I what I mean? That. So for me, that's mm -hmm. the big difference in working with people like that. And I know for you too, you, you know, like, and just being like that myself, like high achievement is like, yeah, okay. I can sit here for a minute. I never feel like I'm going to sit here for a minute. Mm -hmm. I feel grateful and relaxed, but I always feel like there's something else I can find. <laughs> there's yeah. something else I can do. There's somewhere else inside me that's un not, un hasn't been discovered. You know what I mean? Mm. There's something else. There's another, not bar to reach, but place to land. Mm, beautifully you know what I mean? Said. Yeah, that's yeah. what it, that's what it is. I, I always say with a high performer, you can tell you're a high performer right there by everything you just said, which is mm. this insatiable desire to grow. That's it. Like that's the turnaround. It's no longer about achievement and targets and things. It's just exactly. about realizing more and more of yourself. And that yeah. is, it's, it's just something when you really learn how to tap and tune into it, it's, yeah. an, it's, it's insatiable. And that's really good, you know, because I think that's how we wake up every day and we hit the ground running with purpose and, and, and full engagement, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's, not, uh, it's not something outside of you that you're chasing as much as it's something in, inside of you that you're trying to bring out and realize. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 
hundred percent because that's the, that's the thing that I found working with people who just think the goal is going to bring them the joy and yeah. the fulfillment and they never get it. Cause, and then like, I've had clients like that where there's constantly another thing they want to do and it's mm -hmm. just never, never enough. Yeah. Never enough. It's never enough. They, there's a lack of celebration yeah. and it's, it's paralyzing for them at one point because the drain on the energy is like mm -hmm. so depleting and, and like they're never satisfied. There's no satisfaction yeah. in that journey. So I know like, but like for me, so first of all, I just think you're brilliant and I want to talk about your work and I thank you for sharing so openly that beautiful story. Cause I just think it's, it's a unique story. I have never met anybody else who's had that experience and, and put yourself in that position to be that relentless that you, you played hockey at that level. Because for me, it's being relentless because I'm mm -hmm. sure so many times, right. You want to just, Oh my God. Why is that girl so much bigger than me? Eh. You know? <laughs> oh man, I, that's hard. There's that's a like lot every of that. Day. No, but it's like every day and academically, that's an enormous challenge. So well, I know like, like, thank you for sharing so openly how and what you found in that challenge, because I know it wasn't like one day challenge. It was a long-term challenge. And like, I've known you for a long time. So I've been really honored and privileged to see the birth of you over and over again. Yeah. So I want to talk you about- really have. Yeah. Like, it's so like, you know, you blow me away. Like, I just like, it's sometimes you, you just love somebody and who they are and who they keep becoming all the time that's how i feel about you, you know, uh, that means a lot coming from you thank you lise it's 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 very like meaningful to me to that we have that continued knowledge of each other and where we are and there's a support and a beautiful uh friendship and camaraderie that has come from all the years we've known each other I know. But, like in this case i just want to talk about like you know what you gave birth to related to entrepreneurship related yeah to that's where it gets interesting who eh? you are no because that's like turning your water into wine girl like that's yeah. like, <laughs> like you took a dream and remorphed it by yeah. understanding yourself and seeing who you are and finding a new passion in all of it that has led you to what you do today. So mm -hmm. I just want to talk about this birth of your work and the elite, elite coaching that you do with mm -hmm. people and go. Yeah, I think it's, uh, when I learned how to turn inward and I started to connect with my definition of success and I started to learn about all these different mindset strategies that really like helped me turn the corner fast. Like my, I said, I was riding pine my first year getting C's and D's in the classroom for the first time. Then I learned how to get it in the mental gym. And by my second year, I was one of the leading scorers on the top lineup getting nominated for the national Dean's list. So when I had that experience and I was taught now to go inside and-, and okay, wait, 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 okay, no, wait, wait, wait. Okay, year <laughs> one, and then we're gonna stop there for a minute. So year one, I was in the seas. I wasn't getting anywhere. I wanted to leave. I lost. I had all this loss in my life. Mm -hmm. I was decimated. I was on the ice flat. And year two, I found the mindset, mental gym process. Big, and all of a sudden, I'm next year. What? Repeat. Yeah. So just like one of the leading scorers. On, on the top lineup and uh, on the national dean's list. So it just was a real, it was a Incredible. real turnaround. It was a real quick pivot, as we would say in hockey. Yeah. Uh, but, but it wasn't lost on me, you know, especially after just losing my dad, who was mm -hmm. a big 
moral compass for me growing up in terms of what was really driving me to want to achieve and want to achieve, as you know, from my story. And I just, I had to go inside and I had to learn how to become my own compass. And I think when I was doing that and I was trying to make sense of what all this meant, it was not lost on me that I was this little girl from Mississauga. Nobody in my family even went to university. And here I am sitting behind the gates of Princeton, the number one Ivy League school. And I'm like, it wasn't lost on me. I was like, this is when spirituality started to kick in for me because uh, I really started to see there's a reason why I, I was here and there was a reason why these things were happening to me. It wasn't lost on me that I was so driven and so passionate and so determined and so resilient. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't even talked about the Crohn's part yet, but it's like nothing, even a life-threatening disease I was diagnosed with uh, my, my freshman year in high school was stopping me. And I just... I stopped and I really thought about that. And I thought, you know what? I'm supposed to do something with this. This happened to me for a reason. And I started to calibrate my environment. And I'm like, oh, this is what these fancy places behind the gates, this is the high level intel that they get exposed to that blue collar people like me maybe never in their life get an opportunity to learn about. And once I started to really clarify that, I just, it became this feeling of, of being on a mission. Uh, I remember being the one at the back of the hockey bus who everybody would stop on their way to the bathroom after they played a bad game, crying and bawling their eyes out. Like I was coaching people, just my my teammates and my friends, but it just started to become this mission and this desire to want to just share this with as many people as I could. And Mm -hmm. you know, you know me, so you know, I'm an an incredibly uh, sensitive empath beneath all that toughness you are. And, and I just started to by the time I came out the gates of, of Princeton and I decided to come back to Toronto because my mom you know had, had lost her husband and was alone and I came back and I started to take uh, it started to become clear to me what I wanted to do with this it, it started to become clear to me that whether it's sports or business or life it's all the same performance principles right just in yeah. different arenas so by the time I came up here and started playing pro hockey, I started getting into courses, coaching courses. I found NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, which yeah. is what I, my specialty is in. And yeah, I just, I went on this mission to just try to teach this to, for, at first it was just anybody who will listen to me. Cause you know, <laughs> when I came out the gates as a coach in 2007, 2000, yeah, 2007-ish, yeah. it really wasn't a big thing yet. And so, yeah, I just, I parlayed that in, at first into doing the brain training with athletes because that was low-hanging fruit. I was, you know, just coming off of playing pro hockey. And then I started to pick up, you know, a couple business clients and I started to see, wow, it's the same process. It's just, I'm using slightly different linguistics, slightly different language. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden it became clear. It's like, whether it's sports or business, it's like that, that the people that I am destined to help with this are the people that are very much like me, the high achievers running on deficits mm-hmm. and, and, and hitting that glass, that glass ceiling in their growth or that brick wall in their performance. Right. So that's sort of what birthed it is like, uh, it really was a, a purpose driven mission to make the most of all this adversity that I've been through and, and what it taught me. And most importantly, what was on the other side of that for me, which was just massive massive realization of of my potential yeah and you know there's something like i know about you that is really beautiful and you know being that powerful empath which is a struggle that so many 
so many high performers have, they don't realize their impasse and the, the, the bridge to cross is really hard and it's very confusing. You're almost fighting with yourself because a party you wants to give and the party is like, achieve, achieve, come on, let's go. Yeah. And so sometimes it's really hard to have the correct dance and you know how to move through this and for the two parts of you to cross the bridge and meet. But it's interesting because I've always seen you as you're so driven to make sure people understand how you transform yourself from the heart that that's the beginning point. It's not, I don't see you as like, you know, I see you as talented in business, incredible entrepreneur driven in your work, but your heart is the place it starts. Like, mm -hmm. let me just share what I've learned. Cause I can't believe how it's changed my life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and not only that, you're such a pro, you're able to like zero in on people because mm -hmm. of that empathic strength you have. And it's like, I, I, I want the audience to hear how powerful that ability is to be when you're a coach at that level to zero in on somebody's where they are, just where they are and where the deficits are yeah. without words, without words, just feeling and sensing and knowing, and then translating that into actionable advice and let's go. And here we go. Let's rewire. Let's go for it. Let's move, move, move. Like what a phenomenal talent to me. That's like a phenomenal gift to the world to have you doing that for people at this level. You know what I mean? And it's hard too, because I think like what you went through, which gives permission to all the people that you work with is you were that high achiever who was put into a, a challenge. You know, you were that high performer mm -hmm. and in the challenge, you really had to find out what you had to accept, you know, and go through. So I don't think we can, I don't think we can grow without challenge. I think we have the wrong associations, yeah. even with that word, like challenge is, is a wonderful thing. It is. You know, I know we're all going through this challenge of COVID-19 and it's yeah. uh, a lot of people are in fight or flight. It's bringing up a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear, a lot of doubt. But for me, I almost get, it's, it sounds weird to say, but I almost get excited when I'm going through a challenge because I know what's on the other side of that is I'm going to see what I'm made of. No, I know and it too. <laughs> I just, I, I, I know enough about, cause I've been through so many challenges and that's exactly why I'm here able to speak about this from a place of authenticity. It's just, uh, it's just, I know when we're pushed outside our comfort zone, that that's where we're able to really realize more and more of our capacity. Yeah. It's like being in the gym. If I didn't, if I wasn't challenged, if I wasn't sweating, I was, I was not happy with myself. I was not pleased because I knew I wasn't making gains if I wasn't challenging my limit. Mm -hmm. And that, and that's what I love again about sports and what sports taught me. It was like this lab for performance. It's the same thing in life. It's the same thing in business. If you're not being challenged, you're not able to get into your flow. You're not able to get into your peak state. True. That's right. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Everything we look at in the context of high performance coaching, it's all about your ROG, your rate of growth. Like that's, that's, that's what we care about most. That's what we value most. And mm -hmm. I just think, yeah, challenge. It's so interesting to see people's association with that, isn't it? It's totally amazing. It's honestly, and it's, it's, it's like, uh, for, this is the difference because you know, lots of people are stressed and worried. So the difference between one person and another is such a huge contrast. So for me, I've been working 12 hours a day doing all this creation work because I can, like nothing's mm -hmm. taking me out of my house right now. Other people yeah. are just sitting there paralyzed and freaking out and you're, I'm trying to just, you know, trying to just help them get inspired that there's of so course. much 
that you can do mm-hmm. in this place and space and time to yeah. bring yourself up, to raise yourself into another place of awareness, to find new goals, find new centers of uh, points of self to, to launch yourself from, you know, oh, yeah. in whatever area and whatever relationship uh, you're having with whatever area of life, it doesn't even matter. So I want to talk about your, your company. I want to talk about that because I yeah. freaking love what you do. Can we discuss what <laughs> you're up to? Oh. Yeah. Sit back, people. Like, seriously, this is good. The other thing I want to say before I'm going to let you talk again is this. So when, while I was listening to you, yeah. this is what I understood. Um, you know, this is what I really understood about being a, a person who can vulnerably embrace change through challenge and through willing to, being willing to contribute to your own next level. Mm-hmm. I think that's the differentiator between you and somebody else is you looked and learned to look, which just becomes like a part of your frequency as a person. Cause this is how I am. Like I have a challenge and I automatically go into a state of like, fuck. Yeah. 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 Okay. Me too. Right. Well, <laughs> People comes. think we're, we're sick and twisted, but we associate no, pleasure it becomes to it. Because when, and that's the thing I want people to know. That's why I'm bringing it up. I want people to know that that's like a launch pad. You may not yeah. know in the moment that it's a launch pad until you do it. You can't get through it till you go through it. There's no yeah. like, oh, I'm just going to like forget the springboarding. No. no. The, the launch pad is the excitement because it's like, that's what, that's what lets you do it again and again. That's and right. when you think of your challenge or something that's coming up in your life, you go back on 10 or 20 years of overcoming obstacles Mm-hmm. and challenges you become fierce you're not afraid no matter what it is i mean you have had crohn's as well you get cha- that's another life challenge as well having to cope with that deal with that have the right mindset around that you've described so many personal obstacles that you've overcome you know like it's incredible you don't complain you just say sometimes you know okay maybe a bit you know and then we get through it let's go yeah. you reach out for help you humble yourself. You're an, a constant learner. You want to constantly learn new things and keep growing and growing, and growing. And that's why you're here. That's why you are where you are. You know what I mean? Which is what I want to talk about now. So let's talk about. Yeah, I want to add something. I want to add something before we go. That's yeah, funny. Like as an athlete, and you're an athlete too. Get this. It's like you make your biggest gains in the off season. Like you don't. You don't. Yeah right? When you're forced to the sidelines, any uh, athlete who's had an injury, who's been in peak state and go, 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 go. And then all of a sudden you're forced to the sideline. Oh yeah. You immediately have to switch gears and, and mentally pivot and, and start to dig and say, well, yeah. where can I make gains? Right. Yeah. And that's, it's kind it's kind of awesome that that is a byproduct of what comes out of ha- having competed in a sport, but it's, it's, it's the same. That's why I'm all about this mindset strategy architecture thing. Cause it's all the same strategy. It's, it's all the same. That's strategy. your badass ism. I'm just saying yeah, okay, I, cool. it's, it's my, it's, it's my gift and my blessing that that Incredible. was my training ground. Right. And yeah. that, that, that yeah. I think, I think my sweet spot is just that I was able to really make sense of all of that. And I was really able to learn a lot about myself, but then also start to really see that in the way that I'm able to brain train with my clients, you know, in terms of their mindset strategy. Mm-hmm. not all of them have played sports you know not right. all of them have that context to pull from yeah but i think everybody respects that sports is 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 a sort of a training ground and a breeding ground for some of the best mindset strategies right 
And that's why coach, that's why I became a coach is because like that, that model for, for helping accelerate growth, it was just, duh. I saw that for over 20 years and in, in, in terms of how having somebody outside of your subjective experience, which is oh so limited, who keeps you accountable and pushes you outside your comfort zone on purpose and contains you in the corners of your brain where you don't want to be, you know, challenges you go, to go deeper. Like, this is what I love about you and, and why you've been in my corner since pretty much since my launch pad in business is because I totally value your ability to, to really challenge me and, mm. and force me to go deeper. And so I know we want to transition into talking about like my business and how, how I sort of operate, you know, 12 years into the game. But incredible. Uh, first of all, it's just a big celebration for me. It's you a big I mean? parlay. <laughs> it's really something, you know what I mean? Like people don't realize like, and that's why it was so important. I wanted to talk about and get you to really talk about because it, you know, when people listen to this and, and my audience is listening, I want like, let's really think about what you've gone through. You have the most amazing positive attitude because you've overcome you. so much, you know what I mean? But during the time, that's what you, makes you absolutely incredible at what you're doing and why you're so successful because you're able to turn, first of all, turn your purpose and turn your pain into purpose, first of yeah. all, and give it a strategy. Okay, when you can turn your pain into purpose and turn it into a strategy, turn it into it being prosperous for other people because you you share that with others and then yeah. make make your own dividends from it as well and make it into something profitable and, and makes your life prosperous and fulfilling and, and unique, mm -hmm. you know, you know you're onto something. Yeah. And just that alone should should make people realize she's onto something. I need to yeah. talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> There's something going on here that I need to know about because that's pretty incredible. You know what I mean? It's pretty incredible. And I'm allowed to celebrate you anytime I want. And <laughs> that's all. I reserve the right to celebrate Thanks, you. Uh, I, I, I am so humbled by that. Um, you know, for me, it, this is a purpose thing. And that's really what it comes down to is I was made mm -hmm. for this. I really do think so. And the, the way that I have guided myself as an entrepreneur, because I didn't go to business school, you know, like I, I came out of the gates and yeah. decided to be a coach. And there wasn't anybody really in Toronto, if not Canada, calling themselves a performance coach when I launched. And, uh, but I, I, had a, I had a pretty easy time deciding who I wanted to help because it was based on my experience and who I felt that I could help the most. Yeah. And I really, really get the high achiever. And I think that's really important to the high achiever is that I have that kind of street cred is because I have that lived experience. I've literally been in the trenches with this stuff. So and I have a question for you before you continue, because I think that people might not identify themselves as a high performer. Yeah. So what kind just to talk about quickly, what kind of struggles do, do high performers have that you help them with? Yeah, I think uh, this is the way I, I describe it. It's uh, I get the high achievers coming through my door. Like I said, uh, hitting the brick wall or up yes. against the glass ceiling. In other words, the client who, who picks up the phone when they're hitting the brick wall, this is me, my freshman year. It's like the pro athlete who's in the scoring drought, you know, is trying to get back yeah. in the lineup. Uh, or it's it's my high achiever who's who's at work like 18 hours a day down on Bay Street you know, these investment bankers, they have crazy hours and a lot of stress. I mean, just imagine right now with everything that's going on in the stock oh, market. Oh. 
So they have oh. horribly deficit unsustainable broken strategies that they rely on and depend on um, to be able to achieve. But uh, yeah, they typically, you know, by the time they come through my door, it's because they're cognitively burning out because they don't take care of themselves. They're all or nothing, perfectionists, right? Like really, really, really just trying to fill that deficit of self-worth through that external validation of the promotion or the pay increase Mm -hmm. or the whatever, whatever, whatever. And so by the time they come through my door, it's because now all of a sudden they can't sustain what it is that they've created in terms of their success because, you know, all of a sudden their health is failing them and they can't continue to, to produce that result that they're being paid for, accounted on for. And they're, or, else they're tired, no drain, burnt out. It's the thing is like, it's either a health brick wall or maybe like they're working 18 hours a day. So things are falling apart at home. Their kids right are yeah. to them. Those, yeah. you know, the relationship with their partners completely mm-hmm. a, a wreck or, or in crisis. So those are my brick wallers. Uh, and then the, the glass ceilingers are the, just the ones who've been on that crazy growth trajectory. They've had a lot of success, but now they're getting into the leadership area. Exactly. And they've just never, they've never had to perform at that level before in that way. They just don't have the strategies uh, available to them to be able to continue to sustain that awesome rate of growth. Yeah. So those are the people that come through my door, uh, and it, in both in both cases, uh, I would I would qualify those as high achievers, um, and and it's really just again like the work for them is is teaching them how to pull it all inside and take a look at where these deficit strategies lie and, and where they came from and 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 why they're continuing to elicit them so that we can really deconstruct. Mm-hmm. all of that behind the gates like i said here in the oh yeah like what's really going on in the back of the mind that's influencing the decisions and the yeah. strategies and everything like that yeah they don't even know what their strategies are this is the thing they no, just- exactly they're just like they're like uh uh what did i i, I came up with a description once they're, they're so fast you can't even see them moving and then you they want we wonder where they were and what they did you know it's like <laughs> you what you do like a fireball zoom zoom right would you that's say that you, so i say it again that's how you can tell a high achiever it's, yes i always say they're on the rev bowl yeah, yeah. The metal, yeah. crash all or nothing 100 <laughs> percent. so we can, can i describe like this the work that you accomplish with your clients is you help them take achievement into performance more. Like you teach them strategies that help them to go from high achievement to high mm. performance. You lead them down that road to cross those bridges, develop themselves into landing in a new spot like that. Yeah, it's taking them off the roller coaster, which is the life of a high achiever of all or nothing, all or nothing, crash and burn, yeah. crash and burn. And it's yeah. like putting them on a solid foundation, you know. Uh, I said, we deconstruct all the broken, unsustainable strategies. Well, we re-architect a blueprint of intrinsically based strategies that, you know, they can predictably and consistently and reliably access within to be able to ensure that they're able to show up and play their biggest game. Like Mm -hmm. no matter what, no matter what's going on outside our four walls right now, like, like this whole coronavirus uh, madness. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's teaching them how to be in control of themselves, of their state, of getting, yeah. their, of getting their needs met, of, of being able to ensure no matter like 
again, what the variables are in terms of the adversity is that they just, they, they know where to go inside of themselves to be able to show up in peak state. Right. You help them find the resources that are there that they don't even know. Right. Yeah. It's like unlock, it's like unlocking the gates and like getting them deeper into themselves where all of these resources lie which is how we massively accelerate the growth of our, our clients. It doesn't matter if it's health or wealth or, or business or relationships. It's like all of that is really dependent on where people are going to access sources yep. for, 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 for these different states that we've kind of mentioned, the confidence, the motivation, the focus, the whatever it is, courage, like you were saying, yep. um, you know, empowerment, inspiration, creativity, like showing them where to go inside of themselves to be able to access those states when they need them the most. Oh yeah, it's the best. Well, I absolutely adore you. So I just want you to explain. So I know you have other people working with you. You have this incredible company. People can find you. I'm going to put the links and everything in the episode so they know. Um, How can people work with you? So I know you have a team. So it's one-on-one. I know you're doing some mastermind group stuff. Is there anything I'm missing? Yeah. So we're very, very fortunate. We've got a team of, of high performance coaches now, and each of us kind of specialize and specializes in different areas of performance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Myself, I'm specializing these days more in the leadership department that's really where my passion is as, as, as I've really kind of delved into that in uh, the last couple of years, I've started to work with more and more leaders and there's, there's uh, a lot of very, very cool things about that type of work for me is just like, for me, it's all about the ripple effect and, and how many people can I impact with, with, with this work? Because Again, this is this approach to high performance coaching is kind of unique. You know, there's not a lot of high performance coaches out there that are experts in mindset. That's kind of, you know, again, what I bring from sports. So, so yeah, working with the leaders who are really out there on the big stage, like really having to play their biggest game sustainably, um, having to elicit certain strategies because there's, there's a ripple effect to all the different lives that they're impacting. To me, that that completely floats my boat. It's just it's so fulfilling for me to see that <laughs> ripple effect. That you know this because you work with me. But that oh, really, yeah. that's where my heart is right now because yeah. I know that my impact game, that's me playing my biggest game in terms of of my mission, which is to impact people's lives with this stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got a team of coaches who specialize uh, some in in the career area. So we've got a health expert on on our team. Um, you know, we've we've definitely got the one on one coaching option thing going, and right. we've got the High Performance Society, which is a high level mastermind that. Uh, that we, we launched this year that's going to continue to roll uh, in 2021 will be the next class that launches for that. And then, and then we've got the, we've got the launch pad, which is uh, basically the entry point into all of this mindset brain training thing that Absolutely, we do. Yeah. yeah. Which is a program that we're, we're just about to roll out here um, in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Stay, tuned, stay tuned for that. Oh yeah. You guys need to stay tuned for that. Cause I know you want to serve as many people as possible. So you're doing everything you can to take all your wisdom and knowledge over all these years and make a, 
make it easier for people to have that connection. Because one-on-one, I think, is so important because sometimes the vulnerability state is very critical for a person to just have that space. And sometimes it's like people are very comfortable functioning in, in, in a team. You know what I mean? Which is what these group experiences bring them, you know, is like we're in an environment, we're together, we're working together, we're building together, we're learning from each other. So having that variety, that scale of choice is so important for people. Well, I adore you and you know, I absolutely am so proud of you and every, like, I just can't wait. You're just getting warmed up really. (laughs) I would not be here without you, Lee. So I I give so much credit to you. You're my spiritual running buddy. You know that. Yeah, thank you. You're my spiritual brain trainer for sure. Uh, I can't even, there's just no way I would be where I am today, helping so many people and having such an impact if it weren't for you and and your incredible work. Thank you, honey. I really appreciate it. It means the world to me. Honestly. No, it does. Vice versa, versa, vice. (laughs) I can't wait for us to get into that, right? It's like the whole, we've talked about all this from a brain training mindset perspective. And I know um, like what I'm really passionate about right now is just what I've learned since doing your spiritual mastermind, especially because I've been working with you one-on-one for a decade, like I said, pretty much the whole time I've been doing this coaching thing. But this uh, mass, this high-level mastermind experience I had with you and your crew here last year was like, yeah. I accessed a whole other gear that I didn't even know existed so inside good. of myself after all these years. It's so it good. That spiritual unlocking of the, the portal or the, the, the door subconsciously that just helped me illuminate such freaking clarity in terms of where I want to go with this work next. So. Uh-huh. I'm excited and I'm excited for us to do a couple of things too. So you guys stay tuned because, oh yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. High performance energy, high performance spirituality. So oh important. yeah, this so is important. Gonna, this is going to be next level because yeah, I think so a lot important. of, a lot of high achievers, they, again, it's all about people's associations. Like we were saying with, with yeah. word challenges, I think yeah. sometimes high achievers don't give enough credit to how powerful a resource the spiritual department can be for their performance. For sure. And it's all, it's so important because some of the things I know we, you learned from, from working with me is mm-hmm. the levels in your brain, the different areas of your brain, you know, NLP is one section, but the, the intuitive side of the brain and accessing that and learning about your own power to control Oof. your own energetics oh. it, through the, it brings a, a, a entrepreneur through the roof we become evolutionary entrepreneurs boom that's who i work with that's how we want to roll with so because it's so important because that's part that's also like you said that's a brick wall yeah that's some happening to many many people 100 it's game that's game changer like the spirituality aspect is just there's no other way to describe it a complete and utter game changer it's i'm so excited about what we're other stratosphere I'm yeah. going to have such a good time. You guys stay tuned because this is in our last conversation. Oh yeah. We're just getting started. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Honestly, thank you so much. I know oh, everybody's going to love listening to you and listening to your story and how just it's real, raw and practical and let's go. Like this is where I was and who I am today and you can do it too. Like that's, you know, that's the vibe and that's where we stand. You know what I mean? Like, let's go people. You, you We need to do this together. Yeah. That's it. We need to it, do it in it to win it together right lise absolutely buddy for sure so <laughs> thank you everybody the every all her information is going to be there if you feel called please contact 
my dear, beautiful friend, Susan and her team, because if you need this kind of help, just get on it. Don't waste your time. Thank you so much, babe. I love Thanks you. Thanks for having you. me. I love you too, Liz. Yeah. You bet. And we will see you next time. Bye for Bye. now, folks. <laughs>